Europe, at school. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Europe at School podcast. Today we are joined by Pana Jotis, a designated expert on diversity and inclusion under the structure of several INGYOs to discuss LGBTIQ equality in the EU. The first European LGBTIQ equality strategy was presented in November 2020 by European Commissioner for Equality, Helena Daly. Okay, thanks very much for joining us today, Pete. Could you just start by telling us what exactly the Commission's new strategy for LGBTIQ equality is? So basically, what we have is um, the last, uh, let's say, strategy addressing LGBTQI plus came in November, which uh, the Commissioner uh, for Justice uh, basically presented a, a strategy which focuses on uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, non-binary, intersex and queer people, uh, addressing it and linking it basically to the milestone towards achieving a, a union of equality, as was mentioned by the commissioner. The strategy basically addresses four pillars uh, for the next five years which uh, includes tackling discrimination against LGBTQI people, ensuring LGBTQ people's safety, uh, building inclusive societies, uh, especially in the terms of LGBTQI community, and leading a call for the LGBTQ, LGBTIQ uh, equality around the world. So it goes both internally and externally with a, a set of uh, specific actions and recommendations uh, to be followed within the next five years. Okay, and how will the policy tangibly affect young people's lives today and in the future? That's a hard uh, question to answer, but by putting it on the agenda of the European Union and within its policies and structures, it really helps open up spaces and processes for young people to really engage in this discussion and the discussion of equality, inclusion and matters of the sexual orientation, of gender, gender expression, etc. It's really important uh, to see as well the communication and the idea built by the commission and the proposal, uh, mainly included in their communication in the format of now it's uh, one of uh, of the issues really understood and seen as vital to address because we've seen lately, I mean, uh, uh, a few days ago, Hungary just passed uh, legislation within their constitution for banning uh, adoption by gay people. Uh, but that goes beyond, uh, it's uh, about young people's education, it's about con uh, conversion therapies, it goes about legal issues, about partnerships and civic unions, which in the end of the day affects all ages in the way you, how you develop your personality, in the way how you develop as a young person, based on what you see on the TV, around you, in the community you live. So it really builds on, on the self-esteem of a young person in general and their path towards development uh, and developing their personalities but also for the LGBTQI plus uh, youth in being able to express themselves and, and, and live in a safe environment. Uh, and I think that's a huge step forward in, in seeing the, the bigger picture uh, towards the impact of young people. So how much power does the EU have in this and what is left up to individual member states? 
That's a very nice question because the power is not that great. Nevertheless, uh, by putting it into a strategy, it basically pushes member states uh, into acting on it. Uh, of course, uh, some of the issues are quite uh, nationally oriented and not in a matter of, uh, of the European Union. However, in a matter of, of human rights, uh, it does fall under the EU uh, competence to make sure, but also gives access to citizens to go directly up to the European court if they feel that the rights are being violated. Examples would be uh, integrating within the treaties of the European Union, uh, discrimination against uh, uh, the, the basis of uh, sexual orientation, uh, including it more uh, in development of hate speech, of uh, hate crimes related to sexual orientation or other LGBTQI issues, which really gives power to the European Union to monitor and control uh, more the member states on how they act on these issues and if they follow up on these actions uh, and cases. On the other hand, it really helps the European Union to monitor better with its agencies what is being happening within member states and help uh, invest uh, with its communication and, and cooperation between member states and between civil society and uh, public authorities in understanding better how to address issues and, and problems faced by the community or, to or towards the community. On the other hand, now with the latest approval of the MF, uh, MFF, you also have the rule of law being integrated. Therefore, the European Union has a indirect uh, let's say, uh, control or a mechanism to make sure that these strategies don't stay on paper, but they actually uh, progress in a format that it becomes uh, a little bit more helpful in including these people or protecting them in case of violations of their rights or, or their uh, freedoms. So currently, the LGBTIQ equality varies across member states in the EU. As you've mentioned, it was only a few days ago that Hungary banned same-sex couples from adopting children. How difficult will it be to get every member state up to speed with this policy and how can we ensure that every member state does follow the plan? This is one of the main uh, realizations when it comes to implementing strategies within member states. Overall, within the 27 members, unfortunately now 27, uh, the situation is not that bad. Yes, we do have bad cases uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, implementation of legislation. Uh, nevertheless, there is active civil society and there is uh, a momentum when it comes to protection of, of the rights and inclusion of the LGBTQI plus community. The issue, however, for the European Union is how do you make sure on the level uh, that you have cross-border power, uh, member to member or legal power that you also tackle uh, misinformation and disinf uh, disinformation, which is one of the main issues that happened, for example, in Poland. In Poland, you had uh, during the elections addressing the issue of adoption uh, to gay couples. But on the other hand, marriage is not legal in Poland or civil partnerships. So they took something that is it would be the next step of discussion, let's say in a matter of, uh, of political agenda that would really push uh, people and people's ideas against the community. So the issue here for the European Union in, and the member states is making sure that what works well per member state maintains uh, uh, 
uh, its uh, let's say coherence and and functionality within the legal system, public authorities, accessibility. But on the other hand, making sure that progress is being done, uh, not only top down, but bottom up and cross sectorial and um, in a more horizontal approach. So communities that they face the same problems or that have the same uh, cultural uh, aspects or or ideas, religious or political or, or social, that they come to support each other as well. And I think that's where the European Union can really uh, have a, a better momentum rather than going member to member. And as a note to end on, do you believe the EU is really building up what it describes as a union of equality? Well, um, this this term of union of equality addressed by von der Leyen is a very, very promising um, idea, especially when it comes to gender equality and women's rights, especially seeing now with COVID, uh, the situation is getting worse and worse. What I see through the, the term of union of equality is a basis that we can all start uh, looking forward to. We're not yet there. It's very difficult to get there. Uh, there is not all the proper mechanisms and principles to have a union of uh, equality. Nevertheless, by developing such strategies, by addressing such issues and really understanding with evidence and research, what are the core issues within the European Union, beyond the European Union, with its member states and partnerships, we can really uh, put down the material to build this union of, of equality. It's not easy, but it's not yet impossible. Perfect. Thanks very much for joining us. If there is a European issue you believe is important to young people and you would like to develop a podcast episode with us about it, please do get in touch by emailing teo.lucarpontier at jeff.eu. Thanks for listening and do join us again next time.